Welcome to Money and Taxes from BB to XYZ. I'm Regina Neenan, Certified Financial Planner. And I'm Jason Spessiner, Certified Financial Planner and Enrolled Agent. As the year winds down here, we're getting closer to a brand new fresh year in 2024, and that means it's time for a brand new cash flow plan. There's been a lot of changes year to year, especially with inflation going on, right? This year, it was around three and a half, four percent 4%. It looks like it's going to be maybe a little bit lower next year, but there's just stuff that changes and things that we need to account for in our cash flow and budget plan. Yeah. And so taking a look at your year is one of the best ways that you can prepare because a budget does so much more than help you, you know, just prepare for inflation. It also helps with lifestyle creep. If you get an annual cost of living adjustment with your salary, you know, I think a little bit of lifestyle creep is okay within reason. But a budget can also help you get ready for the year ahead. I mean, look at it this way. You only earn so much in a given year. There are only so many dollars coming in. But if you take a look and decide, okay, you know, some of these dollars have to go to some places. I don't have much control over them. But the rest I get to decide on. That's where you have a little leeway with your budget and um, making good decisions for your year ahead. And speaking of a new year, I know a lot of people make fresh goals when it comes to the calendar changing over. Your budget can also help you prepare for those goals and get ready for what you want to achieve in the new year. Well, yeah. And I mean, if you have some dollars that you have some control over, right, you can choose and make that decision to put some of those dollars into savings, put some of those dollars into very short term sort of goals that you have coming up instead of spending them on things that you're just going to consume right away. So that lifestyle creep, like your holiday break, if you're taking one, maybe don't go and do as much consumable stuff. Use that break to maybe spend some time and work on that budget. So yeah, speaking of breaks, let's break down what each generation can do on their cash flow plan. For baby boomers, a big expense every year that they may or may not have a whole lot of control over is healthcare. Making sure you factor that in, whether it's, you know, your Medicare premiums or your Advantage plan payment, but then also the out-of-pocket costs. You know, are you going to have a big dental year this year? Do you have to have some work done? Are you in need of a new pair of glasses instead of, you know, just your regular eye exam? And then healthcare, do you have a big surgery coming up that you really need to prepare for both mentally and financially? And think about like what you're going to be doing to support yourself in 2024. For example, if you are retired, right, you're going to need to start to think about what sort of distributions you're going to take from your accounts. Potentially, if you're using your assets to offset or supplement other income, you want to make sure that you have a good understanding of what sort of distributions are coming up, what sort of tax consequences you're going to have there. And then maybe if it's one of those years where hey, low expense, low spending, and so on, maybe you can start to forecast out what you might be able to do to lock in some of those lower tax rates on some of that qualified money with some Roth IRA conversions. Getting ready for that tax bill throughout the year as early as you can start to plan for it, it's going to be all the better when it comes down to it come tax season. I guess that would be uh, in 2025. It's all coming at us so fast here. Some of those distributions, you can put a more specific dollar amount on. Some of the healthcare stuff, maybe not. But one thing you know that if you are still working, you can definitely put a solid dollar amount on is taking care of catch-up contributions. If you're still working, this also goes for some of our Gen Xers, some of our elders in that generation. Take advantage of your catch-up contributions. That's going to come out before you even get your paychecks. So that's one less thing that you have to include in your actual cash flow, you know, dollars going in and out of a specific bank account, but definitely something to take care of when you are thinking about where your overall dollars are going for the year. 
And, and thinking about just sort of Gen X and where we're at as far as on the tax side of this cash flow equation, one thing that might also come up is if you're self-employed and you have some estimated tax payments to make, you want to start identifying where that's going to transition into for 2024, because you know what you're going to have to pay for the 2023 tax year for that quarter four payment that's due uh, January 15th. And then you might have a pretty decent idea of where your sort of cash flow will go with those estimated payments for the year forward. Or you might do a little forward looking tax planning with your tax advisor to figure out just what that full year's worth of tax estimated payments are going to look like coming into 2024. And then when you can avoid those penalties, you avoid that cash flow surprise or those dollars that have to come out of the savings account that you've worked so hard to build up. So just another reason to take a little bit of time here and see where things are going to be. Another big thing for Gen Xers, and this might also extend into some of our elder millennials, you might have older kids, kids that are growing and eating a whole lot more. So that grocery budget might have to go up for more than just a little bit of inflation. And then also speaking of growing kids, you may have some expensive sports or educational opportunities coming up, namely college. So if you're planning to pay a portion of your child's education out of your cash flow, dollars that you haven't been saving, you know, since they were a twinkle in your eye, definitely something to include. Right on. And then think about with Gen Y, as you started to mention some of our older Gen Y with older children and and going into potentially even college age or just eating more food and, and taking more out of that grocery budget. But some of our Gen Y folks may be thinking about things like upcoming home maintenance or home purchase, for example, and potentially looking at how to fit that into the budget, right? Obviously, the cost of home ownership has uh, increased pretty significantly here in the last year or two, especially with interest rates increasing. And of course, home prices, they're moderated some, but they're still pretty high on a relative basis. So definitely start thinking about that, obviously, forward looking, but also One of the things that stands out from the tax side, for me at least, is those tax withholdings and thinking about how to maximize those dollars coming in. So maybe you can afford that increased home cost. And if you want to go back to episode 17 on year-end tax planning and listen to more details about Form W-4 and how you can maximize those withholdings by completing that form correctly, go ahead and check that episode out. I'm going to go back to your home purchase topic there because maybe for someone who is planning a home purchase, a big chunk of your cash inflows are going into savings. So you can make that down payment in the next year or two or three. But if you're a homeowner, you know, you're going to want to keep your emergency fund pretty well stocked just in case something happens within your home, whether it's, you know, a plumbing issue, your hot water heater going out, needing to redo the landscaping this year. There are so many reasons to even if you have a full emergency fund, you know, stick a little bit more in there for the year as a kind of just in case backup. That also has to do with inflation. Just as we're seeing, you know, our grocery prices rise, we're also seeing prices for services going up. So take another look at what your expenses might look like with this year's inflation, with what it looks like for next year, and maybe increase that emergency fund accordingly so that you are prepared for kind of anything and everything that might come your way. And then going into Gen Z, the emergency fund is huge. Maybe you're just starting out in the working world or you're still working on building up that emergency fund. Don't look at what it was, you know, the year you got out of college when you were thinking, oh, you know, I can still live on ramen for a while. I can keep my expenses super low if I ever lost my job. Maybe your lifestyle has changed. Maybe some of that lifestyle creep that I mentioned earlier has kind of snuck in there. And it's time to really look at your overall budget for an entire year, revamp what that fund looks like, and really see how your um, increase in wages has impacted your lifestyle, your way of living. 
Now let's let's talk a little bit more about the emergency fund. Since since we got on this topic, our EFOF here, as we affectionately know it at Financial Planning Fort Collins, but th- this can benefit everyone, our listeners from all generations here, and thinking about that EFOF and what it should be, what it should represent, and we have some rules for that as far as how many dependents you have, how many income sources you have, and so on. So Regina, maybe tell us a little bit more about how we structure that EFOF and, and what it should cover. Yeah. So Jason, you said EFOF, that stands for Emergency and Future Opportunities Fund. If you're thinking about your EFOF in terms of, you know, backup emergency savings, you're going to want three to six months of that savings ready and at hand in case the worst would happen. But you also want to plan for opportunities. And one big thing that I like to think about as we get close to a calendar year ending and another starting is that, hey, I get to make my Roth IRA contribution again. So if you're thinking of making a traditional Roth or backdoor Roth IRA contribution, contribution, you're going to want to factor that into your emergency and future opportunities fund. And when we think about our EFOF, we really want 18 months ahead. We don't want invested in the market. So whether we keep that in a high interest savings or, you know, just hanging out in our brokerage, think about what's coming up in the next 18 months. That's two IRA or Roth IRA or backdoor Roth IRA contributions. So maybe you keep a little bit extra in your EFOF so you can take advantage of all those opportunities. And if something comes around earlier than you expected, work with your cash flow plan so that you can refill that emergency fund as needed. And just to make sure we're clear on this, you're not saying that someone should keep 18 months of expenses in total in their EFOF, but you're saying that's the, that's the time horizon that we should be thinking about events that could be tapped or utilized for that EFOF. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. You don't want to have dollars for goals in the next 18 months invested and at risk because what if the stock market goes down? Then yeah. you might not be, be able to achieve all of those goals that are in your very short term, very near future. We don't want you to miss out on those. You don't want to miss out on those. So make sure that uh, you keep those dollars liquid, that you have them available to you. Yeah. You don't want to get whipsawed out of a major down payment or something like that simply because the market decided to correct or go into a bear market or whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So how this all ties into cash flow planning and budgeting, right, is of course, like this is the time to establish what that multiple is based on, right? So if you need three months or six months, maybe you're uh, a dual income family with no dependents, your dink lifestyle leads you to only needing like three months of emergency fund or future opportunities fund. And, and it's just very narrow. Or maybe you have a single income with lots of dependents. The, uh, the, the silk acronym that I, that I like to make up here, maybe you need six to even maybe 12 months of potential expenses saved up just in case you don't want to have that disruption, not only to that income, but also whatever other sort of goals or, or plans you're making, right? Those, those unforeseen expenses can be a huge hit if you're not prepared for them. And speaking of goals, now is a great time to decide which ones you're going to pay for out of your cash flow and which ones you're going to rely on your emergency and future opportunities fund, your EFOF to take care of. So make sure you're really building that into your cash flow plan for the year so you can see what else you have to work with or if there are any line items on your budget that you need to go back and rework. Now is a good time to be thinking, you know, do I need to cancel some subscriptions? Did I get get my holiday movie fill for the year and now I can turn this off until next, you know, November when I start to get into the holiday season again, is now the chance to take advantage of discount deal that my cell phone company is offering. Jump on that for the holidays and uh, save some money over the next year on your on your bills. Um, really look at all of those kind of one year opportunities. You don't have to, I don't want you to do this every month. 
that would be such a drain on your time to be like, okay, can I save a few dollars on subscriptions? Can I reduce my utility usage a little bit? No. So lock these in for the year now so you don't have to spend your valuable time thinking about them throughout the year. We're going to have to be watching holiday movies for a long time because they're just not making any movies right now, right? So we just got to watch Elf and Christmas Story and Die Hard and all of these holiday Christmas movies, whatever they are, on repeat until they actually start making movies again. So yeah, what about today's takeaways? Well, before we get to that, I have to point out I'm already watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation every year on repeat because it's a standard. But sure, now that I've said that, we can get into today's takeaways. Jason, I'll let you take it away. Budget now before you start spending next year, before the thing is there and you're thinking, you know, how do I budget in a reactive way? Be proactive about it for sure. And then check in on it. It's not a set and forget thing. That's why we offer cash flow planning consultations in February so that you can have January, kind of that recovery time after the holidays to settle into your budget and then check in, see how it's going and adjust as necessary. And of course, dealing with this budgeting or cash flow planning now gives you something to stick to after that holiday season. As that credit card bill comes in from the holiday season, you'll know know, where you're starting and where your limits are for the new year, and it won't be a big, big surprise for you. So if you have a cash flow planning celebration that you'd like to share with us, or if you run into an issue that we might be able to talk you and other folks through so they don't run into the same situation, reach out to us. You can email us at podcast at fpfoco.com. Plus, you'll see that in the show notes. And bonus, you can grab my cash flow planning worksheet in the show notes too. So be sure to check it out. We're giving away the cash flow planning worksheet in the show notes. That's a huge, huge thing. Go ahead and download that for sure. This episode was written and produced by me, Jason Spessner. And me, Regina Neenan. I also edited the episode. Well, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Jason Spessner and Regina Neenan are investment advisor representatives of Financial Planning Fort Collins, a registered investment advisor. The information in this podcast is provided for general educational and entertainment purposes only. It may not apply to you or your specific circumstances and should not be considered financial, investment, or tax advice. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. See, I could do this. You might have to work on your voice acting skills. Wait, let me try. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, part two. Die Hard. It's it's better. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Okay, Die Hard. Die Harder. Wait, that was Die Hard Four, wasn't it? No, maybe that wasn't a Die Hard. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And cut.